let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. Good morning. Uh, that was abrupt. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> morning this whole thing was abrupt set up. <laughs> I figured we start at 10 this morning. We'll start changing time to 10 so that we would be up and going before 10. I had, a, I had a private after coaching classes. Yeah. That's why I'm not fully set. It's set. just a good thing you guys know how to lift heavy weights and run a gym because... <laughs> Because the podcast is okay. Podcast is a little sketchy. <laughs> podcast is a little sketchy. We probably start with like there's probably like thirty or forty people in the. I'd like to think that there's thirty or forty people in the waiting room to come into this, and then they're like, you know what, these guys. Aren't we got good. three, three or three, three. around. That's yeah, sweet. that's what I sweet. predicted. Three people would be in here <laughs> with Chris Fortunately, say. there is the replay feature, and then we put it on. We put it also on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So, and the only, I think the biggest reason why we do it live is because we just don't want to do editing after. So if you pre-record, you can, you can, you have to edit. Well, you don't have to, but hey, good morning, sir. So we do have, we do have a listener anyway. Uh, let's, let's dig in. Um, we do have Chris McCurry. He's a member of ours. Been, been a member with us now for uh 10 years 14 14 I years just celebrated my 14th anniversary Dang. that's right 15 years yeah. congrats thank you yeah. you're here you've been here longer than me yeah that big red truck out in front i bought that for craig howard he said that to me not too long ago but half the members think that chris says it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hence the reason why i'm on the podcast that's right <laughs> this is we're gonna like we're trying to pay him back a little um but before we go, uh real quick before we get started because i um it is a little bit of news i don't want to talk about myself but um the um, i saw you came public yeah the affiliate uh crossfit announced the affiliate council and it's essentially a group of affiliate owners that hopefully will be elected in the future um to represent affiliates with respect to decision making big decisions that affect that may affect the affiliates and affect the community. So there's seven of us that are on it. Mm -hmm. um, seven of us from around the country. I initially declined to participate, told them no, um, because uh, the one that they weren't elected and there was, and then there was they, there's three in California. There's three in California. Yeah. Like, okay, you got enough in California. You don't need, you don't need any more in California. Yeah. And then one of the other, one of the other affiliate owners in California in Northern California is, you know, I haven't necessarily agreed with his points of view on things. And, and so I felt like there, it might create conflict. And so I declined to do it. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. And, and, and left it at that. And then the very next day, I got a phone call from Dave Castro, who calls me maybe once every five years <laughs> when i've when done, you're when he did something when i've done something the, i actually the last time i remember dave actually calling me on the phone because he'll text was when we did grid league <laughs> he didn't call when you guys were setting up the norcal affiliate gathering no no <laughs> or when he came and, and did his thing no he texted me see texts when he wants to when it's when it's good when you get a text from dave it's good when you get a call from dave so nobody calls different. anybody anymore anyway like when, you know, the only person who calls you is your mother. <laughs> and then it's probably because you did something you shouldn't have done. Anyway. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. It's your term. And they agreed to kind of it, 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 it's back. back on it's back. back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. I mean, I'm hardwired in. So yeah. Okay. So we're still here. Anyway, so that's done. If anybody wants to ask me about it, just direct message me. I'll keep you guys all posted. I'm not sure. It it, it involved
Uh, so we're okay. going to do monthly calls, which is fine. So that's cool. Uh, so Chris is with us today and uh, got over a thousand visits with he us. He bought your truck. He bought my truck. <laughs> the most important part. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, he, this isn't his first time on something like this because you did a Facebook Live with us uh, with our oh, member group right. a, a few years back. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time way ago. Way before he had all this set up. Yeah. Way before he had this set up. Yeah. Probably probably went a little bit faster than what we did today with all this setup. Anyway, so he um, the reason why I have, have him on is because we we he gets referenced a lot in this podcast, um, primarily because of his ability to come back from injury and the fact that he's a master's athlete. He's still making gains, um, but he has a significant amount of experience in the world of fitness. Probably I know more than I do. He knows mm -hmm. more than I do. He's he's got more experience mm -hmm. in use. He's older and been doing this stuff a lot longer. But Chris, you um, before CrossFit, uh, you were an endurance athlete, um, mostly cycling, or was it cycling and running? Yeah, it was uh, actually mostly uh, triathlon. Okay. So triathlon okay. was kind of the, the gateway into drug into doing more endurance stuff and just kind of a natural progression when you're doing triathlon to then start to do group rides and get more proficient on the bike. And then I started uh, actually doing bike racing for a period of time when I was still doing triathlon. But yeah, it was, I mean, when I think about my entry into that, it was really, uh, I got divorced when I was young, my, my kids were young and I would come home to an empty house with no kids, no wife. And I was like, holy shit, I gotta, I gotta find something to like, get me focused. Right. Uh, and at the time I was a member at the, the YMCA in Pleasant Hill. And, uh, there were some folks that were doing a little sprint triathlon. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure out how to swim 16 laps. And if I can swim 16 <laughs> laps, which is 400 yards, I was ready for the triathlon. And that was really the, the starting point. Interesting. Um, yeah, it just kind of how many how many triathlons how many triathlons do you think you did to, oh, unless God. you know the actual number itself? Uh, and did you do any Ironmans? Yeah, so I mean, triathlon total hundreds. Right. Oh wow! Hundreds. I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm guessing conservatively maybe 250 races total. You know, I know, but hang on a second. All right, so anybody in this gym that knows Chris <laughs> and sees him in here will be, be like, oh, that's a lot. Oh, and it's Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but remember, that was over probably a 10-year period. Ten -year period yeah, right. right? Yeah. Um, and it, it's, you know, probably similar to CrossFit. You start with sprint triathlon, and then I started doing Olympic distance, and then mm. I did half Ironman mm. and I got my head wrapped around a half Ironman. I'm like, Oh, I really want to do an Ironman. So I ended right. up doing five wow, Ironman distance Ironman. races, wow. um, which is honestly like in the world of triathlon, that's nothing. I mean, I, I, one of my speed. really good friends, uh, Steve Chavez, uh, living legend here in the Bay area, um, has done 30 plus Ironmans over a 20 year period plus doing Hawaii, um, so yeah, five Ironmans is honestly, it sounds like a lot, but it's, it's not at all. Um, but again, that was all compacted into a 10 year, 10 year period, yeah. what, 10 year period. What, yeah. When you say 10 year period from what time to what time? Uh, so this would have been basically, uh, 
probably started dabbling around 2005, 2006. Okay. And then okay. I think the last triathlon I did um, ended up being kind of an interesting story. I did the uh, Abu Dhabi triathlon, distance triathlon in, in Abu Dhabi. Uh, but that was right around like 2011, 2012 ish. Uh, right. but by that time, you know, I was starting to have my knee issues, uh, had had two or three meniscus surgeries at that point. So oh, like really? my, my endurance days were, were coming to a close by that point. So, and at what age did you stop doing them? Oh gosh, you guys are asking some difficult questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm 55 now, soon right. to be. 56 next month and i think um so in 2011 i was what 40 early 40s something yeah. like that so okay yeah so tr triathlons started to really come into them their own in the early 2000s that's when you know the notoriety the you know the veterans were doing it back they started back in the late 80s yeah, yeah. And, and then the 90s started getting popular but the 2000s is when that's when i I met a lot of people that try that. I did some. I did the Olympic. The longest I did was Olympic distance. Don't by no means call myself a triathlete. Um, those were fun, and I did them with friends of mine in Austin, Texas. Uh, but this area here in the Bay Area, where we are in the East Bay, is kind of a mecca, isn't it, for, oh, tri for, sure. for triathletes? For the weather. Sure. It's it's can train year round. It's the weather. It is uh, having Mount Diablo yeah. right in your backyard. I mean, right. if, honestly, like if if we put together a amateur Hall of Fame for Northern California, I think we would blow away San Diego, oh, Los wow. Angeles, really? other parts of the country. <laughs> like the, wow. I mean, the the cycling talent, yeah, here in the Bay Area, the triathlon talent here in the Bay Area is is next level. So, wow. Yeah, it, I mean. I, uh, during this journey of triathlon, I also led the forward motion race club. I, I kind of refounded it. It's when uh, we met. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and we ended up having almost 350 members. Um, so I mean, obviously compared to Diablo, that doesn't sound like a lot, but nice. in terms of triathletes, runners, cyclists, I mean, it was, it was a legit club. Yeah. Uh, but man, we, we had, we had some serious numbers and just some serious talent in terms of just the, the level of triathlon and bike racing in this community is, is massive. Yeah. For those that are listening outside of this area, Mount Diablo's, uh, they call it a mountain. It's the 13th tallest freestanding mountain. Almost, almost 4,000 no, feet. Yeah. Yeah. There's in no, the no, yeah. There's no mountain really? ranges leading up to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because it does go and it goes from sea level. You can yeah. go from sea, you can make it in a, in a day. You can it just pops up sea level up to five, four thousand feet. Yeah, and it's all rideable. Mm -hmm. And it's there's yeah. there's and it and by rideable I mean there's no stretches with, with the exception of that last the hundred summit. meters. Yeah, the, the summit hundred meters. Cherry on the top. Yeah, the cherry <laughs> there, which is really just a driveway to get up to the top. <laughs> And it's all, and I remember having, I've actually locked up on there, like leg lock up, yeah. you know, where you get the oh, cramp yeah. lock up on that part and had to walk the last, doing the zigzag. so humiliating. I didn't even zigzag. <laughs> I literally almost could, didn't clip out. I almost fell over. I've never <laughs> known this story. I'm going to give you so much oh, shit. Yeah. If you walked was, the cherry on the yes. top, that is not, you don't want that public. And uh, I got to re remember who was with me, but it, it was, it was humiliating because I had passed people on the way up. And they all caught up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cup. And while you're walking. No, the best is like the old guys, like, you know, the 70 year olds, you know, on their bikes just coming up, like, you okay? And then they ask, you okay? <laughs> just like, you know, that's why, again, we go back to this why I don't like being cheered. Your ego is not okay. I don't like being cheered on at the end of a Metcon. Like, you know, if you've beat me, just stay away from me. <laughs> you know, another, keep it to yourself. Another good piece of useful information since I'm starting to beat you a few more times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yo. I won't say a word. Promise. No, that's good. And then, uh, but yeah, so you did that, and then um, you found. How'd you find CrossFit? Um, was that that was at Alamo, right? We, no, no, no. It was here. It was two thousand and nine. Um, yeah, it was here so, before me. Yes. Oh, so, that's right. Oh yeah. shit. So Stavros. Yeah. Uh, you know he he kind of got me my my interest peaked ad, as did uh jan maynard remember jan yeah, maynard? i do remember jan remember quite, <clears throat> quite well yeah so and i i just it was interesting because i i felt like i had peaked like right. I, I i hit a plateau mm -hmm. and i i wasn't in my ironmans i wasn't getting faster um i just 
I felt like I was just a one-dimensional athlete. Everything in triathlon is straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. You you bike for five and a half hours in aero bars, straightforward. You run for three and a half, four hours. You swim in a straight line. Everything was a straight line. Um, and so I was just like, I, I got to mix it up. I got to find something else. So so thankfully, Jan and Stav, who who had been here, were like, hey, you should give it a shot. Just see see what happens. So, I mean, I literally just, this was like three three weeks ago, had my 14th anniversary and i had posted on facebook about the first workout i did here which was a, like yeah. a five minute newbie <laughs> workout i remember yeah. that the crossfit <laughs> yeah it was a crossfit <laughs> intro and i i was physically sick that night i was like I, I was shocked at how my body reacted to that type of intensity um but yeah i mean i was i was hooked since then i mean you know over the 14 years i've i've i was still doing some marathons. So I was taking some time away from CrossFit to focus more on like doing marathons. But um, ultimately after my knee surgeries and kind of bouncing out of the endurance sport, I, I, you know, kind of focused more on, on just, just CrossFit. But that was, that was how it started. It's interesting. The, and I, and I didn't know the Jan and Stavros connection. Yeah. Um, Stavros and, and his good friend, Darren referred quite a number of our members here, um, back in the day, especially back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And Stav's still big rider. I mean, both of them were from the show he's too. such a legit athlete. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I see all the shit he's posting on all yeah, the gravel Instagram. bikes. Yeah. He's, yeah. No, cause he's, he's going hard at that. He's just, yeah. he's just as mentally unstable as the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> you know uh, and but in that whole explanation like one of the key takeaways that i have because we do get affiliate owners that'll dial in and listen and one of the things i want you to take away from that is chris is a 14 year member he had his 14 year anniversary which i didn't know the owner of the affiliate <laughs> and then i'm as i'm as he's saying and i'm thinking huh i wonder what he got when he got his 14 year oh he probably got an automated email that said hey congratulations yep. on your 40 like it's the we literally the, just talked about this not yeah, too long ago this, he probably got the same email last year that he got this year and so i'm thinking you know look we've got to i've got to do a better job at this stuff like <laughs> I keep telling you, I want a poster out front I know. for two weeks. When you get your two weeks. 14th anniversary, <laughs> you get a poster out front of the gym, like a, an 8 by 10 poster for two weeks. And that's it. He came right, in that told me on that day, on that day that it happened, because I do remember when he told me he came in, he goes, I want a poster, man. I want a poster. I want it up. And I want it someplace where I can see it. The best story, the better part of that story, the second half. Wasn't of that, it the, the attendance well, record? Yeah, well, yeah, it was, the second half of that story is that he was talking, Chris was talking about this to Luis Mora. Oh, oh, that, that's what it was. Yeah. And Luis Mora reminded him that he had probably about 500 or 1,000 more visits than Chris. Yeah, I, I thought I was a badass. I'm like, I looked at my number. I'm like, 1,060. Like, oh, my God, there's nobody in this gym that is going to come close to over 14 years beating a thousand sixty class and then Luis says, Oh yeah, that's that's cute. Chris. I'm, I'm at twenty five hundred. And then Kim Kim Hyland walks up and she's like, Oh yeah, you guys are both yeah, dorks. Those, those I'm are at thirty five hundred. Yeah, she's at thirty five hundred. She's still not in first. No, she's not. Yeah, I don't no. know. I, it's so I'm, it's, yeah. it's Kathy. You're catching up, Kathy oh, Simmons. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna start yeah. doing two a day. I was gonna say you're gonna well, start hitting yeah. the strong and then yeah. come back and do class so, afterwards. So good though. We and so there's always for any affiliate owner, no matter how long you've been around, there's things that you you could still do better, and that's one of them for us. Um, the endurance history is interesting, and before we get because the, the the really interesting part of this podcast, I'm gonna do one of those lead-ins where we try and get people to stay on longer. Is we're gonna get into the his surgery, and I'm gonna show you some pictures and stuff like oh. that. Oh yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, you'll definitely want to stand for that. Um, Chris is also, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Chris is also a badass skier, um, and he's now he's got a place up in Sugar Bowl now, but he's been skiing a long time, and he had knee surgery. And we'll talk about that. Um, but before that, the there is a small event, and you know, someone asked on here. Um, I think the Wad Zombie guy asked uh, mm -hmm. the High Rocks, yeah, about High Rocks. Which is what uh, Hunter McIntyre is now, you know, touting heavily. But it it's kind of a spinoff of the Spartan Tough Mudder stuff. It's in, kind of like a sprint Spartan. Almost. Yeah, it is, and it's <clears throat> and it's like a clean version of Spartan, yeah. right? Because you're yeah, not outdoors; yeah. you're indoors. Yeah, it's all like on concrete, too. and it's similar to what you propose, where you create a course mm -hmm. indoors, and then you go around that course, and in each at different parts of the course, you do uh, you know sled pushes.
is there lunges sandbags so um there seems seeing more and more um people post about it uh, danielle and at crossfit golden gates that she had some members uh doing it and then you know they're there's a big event down in LA this last weekend. A bunch of crossfitters from San Francisco went down there. So, so it's starting to draw because of this mix. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that, Chris? I mean, and, and any thoughts on you? Like, are you thinking, hey, this is something I might want to do? So it it's this is really interesting. You guys are bringing this up because I, <laughs> I I basically only watch YouTube videos now. I don't watch like cable TV, TV or anything. TV, yeah. <clears throat> And I'm, I'm I, almost there. Yeah, I've been way. I've been fascinated and it's at this high rocks uh like Jackson Jackson would freaking course about CrossFit. He's like, I don't I'm not running five hundred meters in between yeah. each workout. So I don't think I uh, uh I signed him up for any high rocks races, but I, I think it's I think it's fascinating. Mm, I mean I, yeah. I I did some when I was still able to to run and cover those those distances, uh, did the the um, Palisades or, or Squaw Valley World Championship, and for sure your CrossFit fitness correlates over. Yeah. But you you still have to be able to be a runner. Like I just you know I was a runner back in the day. I don't I don't consider myself a runner now. Um, I mean I know a lot of friends who are runners, and I'm certainly not a runner anymore. I can get through a a, a wad doing you know running 400s maybe 800 here and there yeah yeah that's that's fine but um you you really have to focus on your run fitness if high spartan yeah anything else like it's yeah. just that that is going to have to be a core focus of you of what you're doing and for me right now i'm i i want my partial knee replacement to last 25 years not 12 years yeah uh and if i go back to you know really focusing on running then i'm gonna end up with another knee replacement here pretty mm -hmm. soon so while i would love to do it um i, I don't think it's it's just not worth the risk for the reward no no i i, I just want to keep i, I want to keep trying to get better at crossfit and yeah. the, see, what, see what happens the high rock stuff i think is is cool and i think it's you know it uh, we saw with spartan a lot of a lot of our members did spartan for, for yeah. a long time yeah we did we rallied a few groups they're, for they're that. not they're not doing it as much anymore um but it was the and i went out i've done a couple of them and they were great experiences a lot of fun it was a great way to um to kind of show your fitness was, or yeah. to yourself like right to, to 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 put my to put my fitness to use basically mm -hmm. and go out and do that and it was and it was cool to be able to do that just pick yeah. up hey let's go to spartan racing you know you know two hour event and you freaking have a blast you're exhausting you do some kind of crosses and i can see the same thing with hyrax what a great way to kind of demonstrate your crossfit mm -hmm. fitness yeah, yeah. I think the frustration for a lot of CrossFit athletes is that they they aren't as hard about um, range of motion. Oh yeah, as far as like standards and the, yeah, standards, and standards patterns. and stuff yeah. like that, movement yeah. patterns. Well, that's kind of what it was like with Spartan. Like when you you know fail something, it's like you're supposed to do like what thirty burpees. Yeah, yeah. who's yeah. counting those burpees? Yeah. <laughs> It, at the at the like local Spartan races, they weren't enforcing that. Yeah, very much. But I think uh, in the championships, the I guess championship, yeah, for like the they had a yeah. burpee pit, so you would have to go and they and they had, probably had like cameras or something on, right? Okay, they did. Yeah. They did. So I, I mean, I think they did the best they could yeah. for that type of. Well, they're so spread out too, like to to especially if you have like one heat of elite elite athletes or the elite division. You've got people waiting at each well, station to count the reps. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, it is. That's right. So, that, but that's the that's the challenge with holding big events. Yeah. It's still, and it's still True. the challenge for local CrossFit events as well. Yep. It's like having judges. all of these judges, volunteers, volunteers that come and do all this stuff, and then that the holding them to standards as well. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to do. It's one of the biggest challenges, and CrossFitters love to get all pissed off about it. <laughs> and it, you know, and it's the without kind of acknowledgement like hey this is going to be one of the challenges and that was one of the things i loved about alessandra when mm -hmm. she competed is like look it's going to be part of the process you're yeah. going to get no rep when you did a rep yep and 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 you just have to you just have to overcome that's it part keep going. of the workout that's yeah. that's what happens you kind of almost plan it into yeah. your training that's right plan it yeah and and that's a good way to do it i think this is where i think actually artificial intelligence and yeah. cameras mm -hmm. will will help crossfit and these in these types of events i almost wonder if they're using that in some capacity in like the video reviews 
like oh today if, if, like know. if they're if they like because you have the standardized setup as far as like where you're facing and the direction right. so maybe they can just put a line down yeah. parallel whatever figure out what the baseline is and then they just maybe speed through it to make sure that they're hitting the reps because they've been on There's, point with their judging this last year yeah they're gonna it's gonna get better yeah oh for sure and they're gonna do things like you know close i remember tony budding said he wanted to see he wanted uniform sensors in the he, in the uniform. Yeah, yeah, he wanted sensors, or he, uh, and, and as simple as just a a line. Of, yeah, your uniform had to have a white stripe. Oh yeah, yeah, just for the visual, the just for yeah. the visual cue. Yeah, like those are those are things where I think artificial intelligence will help. Mm-hmm. So, well, if the NFL can't get it right all the time, well, it's yeah. kind of hard to think that right. Yeah. Well, right what about time. soccer? I mean, in soccer, they've oh, got yeah. the thing so they can figure out when they've been offsides. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like this, yeah. that'll tell when they're going offsides before. A person can see it. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah. What? Well, well, it's a start. Yeah, it's a start. <laughs> it's a wearable that they're using to judge, yeah. right? Oh, so they have wearable. Oh, yeah, okay. they, no, that's, they a great idea. that's they wear like a vest. So then, once they cross that line, oh, perfect. It, they, it'll catch it on the yeah, so and I think that's what it probably is going to be. Got some sort of wearable. Yeah, and you know, hey, do a squat, and the computer can measure high and low. Yep, and there you go. It could be the sensor too for the time, the chip timer. Yep. Um, all right, so we fixed uh, we fixed CrossFit's judging problems all in one easy one just, five just, minute just conversation. Get AI on point. Just get AI on point. Yeah, and and wearables today. All right, um, but the 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 next thing I wanted to talk to you about because you delved into it a little bit is your um, your knee injury and Chris has a partial knee knee replacement and he had that surgery done five years ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen. And what, uh, yeah, the, one of the things I wanted to ask you about because everybody talks about this. So you had it done young, um, in terms of when you're supposed to have these things done. Because they, I've been told that if you're going to get it done, get it as late in life as possible, so you don't have to redo the fucker. Yeah. Because that, amazingly to me, a piece of titanium in your body can wear out. Yeah. Which, like, again, it's one of those things where you really appreciate how amazing the human body is when you know that you're going to wear out a piece of freaking titanium. Yeah. Polished, hardened, that probably the finest yeah. you know, steel, steel there is in your body, you're going to wear it out. That's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. So is it, um, and so my, my question is, is that wearing it out really a thing or is it, um, part of the whole chronic disease issue, poor maybe, movement patterns, yeah, poor movement patterns, poor uh, diet, nutrition mm-hmm. that's causing maybe a breakdown, um, or is it the actual device itself? You can wear it out. Yeah. So, I mean, I can talk about my specific mm-hmm. case, and I can yeah. talk about what I've been told from not only my orthopedic surgeon but my good friend Brad Crow, who is was a member here yes. <clears throat> who we've talked about this a lot. Um, so first off, I mean, I know we're going to talk a lot about my injuries. I think it's important to just put out there that like my injuries were not a result of CrossFit. My injuries were actually a result of my years of being, you know, from, from a very young age, running really hard, playing basketball, playing volleyball, <clears throat> skateboarding, skiing Ski, 50 yeah. days a year and, you know, just beating my body up. Um, same with my finger uh, that that happened during CrossFit, but it was a basketball injury that oh, caused that. Okay, I didn't realize. That. Um, I don't. Know, I just felt like I needed to say just that because there's so that, yeah. many That's, wives' tales about yeah. like, oh my god, cro- you do CrossFit? How how often are you injured? Like yeah, and right. everyone's injured. Like it just hasn't been my experience. Getting back to my knee question. Um, so I think it's I think it's both. Um, there there is absolutely a chance that the mechanical parts of the knee replacement, my partial knee replacement will just break down over time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the artificial meniscus that I have in there, um, could deteriorate. Um, you could, you could loosen the parts out of your, out of your bone. I mean, you'll, if, if we show the pictures here at some point, you'll see where they drilled into my femur and into my tibia. <clears throat> um, yeah, there you go. Yeehaw. Well, that, so, so this is the before, um, so no, this is not a honey baked ham, which a lot of people think it is. <laughs> they look at it. It, it, it kind of looks like it. seriously, this is his knee. Yeah. Which yeah. Is like, yeah. Well, I had to look at this for quite a while. And so, the more and the more you look at it and figure out what it is, the more disgusting. Is that your patella right there? So let me 
So, oh, yeah. so Sorry. The, the, what you're seeing here <laughs> is my knee basically in a full flexed position. Okay. So think about if you had your leg bottom completely... of the squat. Oh, okay, bottom <clears throat> yeah. of the squat. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're seeing is actually the head of my femur mm. on the inside of my knee, right? So got it, got it. Okay. Okay. What, so I see like where the meniscus would be right there below that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. By the way, it, just to interrupt here, real quick. Because if anybody wants to know why surgery, sometimes surgery takes a long time to recover, look at what the hell they're doing to his skin and how, like, and not the fact that it's open, because the opening part, I don't think is that big a deal. It's yeah. just the prying and the wrenching it, oh and my just God. The, Orth- all the connective tissue to oh. the bones. Orthopedic and- surgeons will be the first to tell you they are like basically construction workers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the stories Brad has to be right. is, Busting out the hammers. And, no, I like yeah. breaking a legit sweat, like <sighs> trying to get you know oh, rods man. into someone's femur and like you know taking three people to work on someone's body like it's it's insane but yeah so what you're seeing on this photo that is the head of my femur and that kind of what it looks like it should be all nice and smooth like an eggshell right oh, obviously okay. what you're seeing so it's <clears throat> that yeah. is arthritis that is the deterioration Interesting. Of, of the um but obviously the surface that should be smooth nice and smooth yeah. and that you have that really nice uh range of motion yeah uh, so this was obviously before they started putting the implant in because i had asked the nurse i'm like hey i'll give you my phone can you take a few pictures that would, <laughs> yeah what the hell is going on i would on? want to know too yeah I, and it's it's been absolutely fascinating yeah. um, but this is the result of years of running on concrete yeah skiing high impact sports um and I just, I honestly think this is a really important photo to show people, like, stop running on concrete. If you're a runner, go go run on trails 90% of the time. Don't run on concrete. But this is this is what happens. It's, it's, it, it almost, it's almost like a lot of shearing force forward, you know, between, like, the 100%. running on concrete, the skiing, because you're, you're not so much in a squatted position where you're using more of the posterior chain. You're really right. relying a lot on the anterior aspects of the quads and the legs. And, and this also was the result of having three meniscus surgeries on this, on my left on leg. On that leg. <clears throat> so I started getting varus, which is basically mm. bow-legged, like a cowboy. And so... Not valgus the other way. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I was, you know, rubbing um, mm. on the bone. And and going back to your question, Craig, I never really answered your question, but at, I, I got this surgery at 50 years old. Ideally, I wouldn't have had a knee surgery until I was 60 or 65, but the... Mm-hmm. The fact that I had lost most of my meniscus and the fact that I was so varus and it was putting so much pressure on there. Thankfully, I was a good candidate for a partial knee replacement, not a full knee replacement. Mm. Full knee replacement, I don't think we'd actually be here talking today because I don't think I'd be doing crosses if I had a full knee replacement. Partial knee replacements are amazing. Like it's been it's been a game changer for me in terms of like no more pain. Mm. I'm not bow legged structurally it's it's absolutely sound but i'm still being super super cautious, cautious. like because you want it to last so, I, so, I, I, so. I want it to last 25 years i don't want it to last i don't want to be back and having a old knee replacement in five years so about two years after this this is chris <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say i was smart <laughs> it's one of those doing this saying how does they do yeah at sugar bowl where he won this competition <laughs> this uh, this uh pond skim yeah pond skim competition at sugar bowl and it's and the wipeouts are epic as people come down the flying full speed and not only did he fly i don't know, the, the video is even better because as he comes across yeah. it and then on the other side of it he was carrying so much speed and hit it just right because yeah. if you hit it wrong off weight um, he carried speed all the way throughout. So literally on the back side of it, he caught air. Yeah. Like in and had so to kind of jump re dude, reapproaching in the, yeah, the dude, snow. Yeah, back into the snow. Like he caught air and had to kind of like gather himself mid-air. Oh, like, epic. I mean, he was still flying. Yeah, I, I was super nervous going. I'd never done this before. Yeah. I mean, oh, you had never done this before. No, I was 54 at the time I did this. Um <laughs> That's cool. Um, so good. And, but but I was super nervous. So going up the chairlift, I'm I'm watching all the... There was like 75 yeah. people that did it. And I'm watching all the competitors do it. And people would go down, you know, kind of slow. And they'd like get into the water and sink halfway down. I'm like, no one's carrying enough speed. Like, I'm just going to yeah. freaking pin it. Send it, yeah. I'm just going to send it. So I, I literally went as fast as I could. And it was probably about 20 miles too fast. <laughs> so, 
but I made it across and I did like launch on the other end, the which other got end. me this massive error and won me the competition. The crowd, the crowd nice. went nuts, dude. Dan yeah. dressed as Captain America even better. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to show you this now. Yeah. So, so this is what you're seeing now. So now they've cut the femur, right? It. Yeah. So they cut the, okay. the inside of my femur okay. and the head of my, I guess, I think that's. Oh, tibia. that's right. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Tibia. Right. And so the, the holes you see there are the, the attachment points for the partial knee replacement. Got it. So that's, they put, you know, it's like a, a dowel, right? You put, put a bunch of this crazy glue in there and mm -hmm. you then uh, attach the, the knee, um, the, the femur the, part, the device into <clears throat> the device. Yeah. And so they're what you won't see. Maybe you'll see if you have the x-ray image, but you'll see the, the final image where it wraps around my femur and it also sits on top of the tibia. Okay, that that right there is the piece they cut out from the head of wow. my femur. Okay. So again, just like this is a perfect example of what happens when you have deterioration, yeah. right? Like that should be like an eggshell. Yeah. Should be a beautiful. Oh. Yeah, that's so jaggedy and yeah. So you can you can see how much that like, is that was, arthritis. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know the what they also put in there is a artificial meniscus. Okay. So. You know, that the, the great thing about a partial knee replacement is it's yeah. only one side of your knee, so it's unicompartmental. They don't take your kneecap out. So with a full oh, knee replacement, okay. you lose your kneecap. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's much more obviously much more invasive. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is this is my story of of where I'm at right now. So if you wonder why I don't do pistols, this is the reason why I don't do pistols. Understandable. Yeah. So I'm trying to be smart. Yeah. So wild, man. Yeah. Um yeah, Dana, Dana asked here, um, cause she's just came through a full knee replacement. Oh, and, um, okay. How, about how long would you say you've started feeling like you could have normal, like no pain? Like did, did was you recovery wise? Like how was the recovery long process or. So again, I'm not here to preach the benefits of CrossFit, yeah. but we'll talk about this when we go yeah, to my finger yeah, yeah. injury. But yeah. like, I think Dana, if you go into a surgery, super fit. Yeah you recover way quicker yeah way quicker um and so I, I mean i think i was pretty cautious on my knee i mean i think i was back on riding like a stationary bike within you know a week yeah, yeah. um yeah she's in the same boat right now yeah um it, it was pretty fast to be honest with you okay. i think i did i had the surgery in 29 uh 2018 <clears throat> and i think i was back doing the open in 2019 um and and now I have full range of motion, zero pain. Good. Um, and I'm you, trying to be. Super but this cautious, is a partial. So to Dana, correct. We're recovering right. from a full. It's well, not well, comparable. And, but I will tell you though that I and I think with Chris and Chris will maybe validate this with the story about his hand, um, is that moving the human body, I, th I think heals better. That movement is medicine. There, there's oh, for sure. There's there's a lot of people that whose doctors will tell them and, and and look i understand why doctors tell them this right because there's a certain amount of liability they're, they're they're afraid of chris mccreary's <laughs> well funny story brad crow yeah he told me dude i'm not operating on you i know you too well there's no way in hell i'm gonna be the surgeon of record and i i totally respect that I, yeah i get yeah, it yeah. right I, again but, i'm not the smartest person you, on but, the planet but you're not smart but, but you're just but, tough yeah. but, you, but what you want is you want movement yeah, and I, and I think because the movement increases blood flow, I yeah. think there's something about the body saying, "Hey, we have to heal." Mm -hmm. um, so let's let's get better. You know, when and it's provoked by the movement, movement. itself. Yeah. And so, it, you know, my when I tell people this is get in here, come in. You can do something. We can put your we can put your leg on a skateboard for rowing. Yeah. We can you know we can put we can. Have modify you, you can have you do the skier with support you know there's there's a there's a whole bunch of things but you should move and i like the idea because you came in quickly with your knee and with your hand and you were on the c2 bike yeah and just just pedaling really slow i think yeah. i remember something i think it was you said that brad said you're you said to you or your pt said to you you're a healing machine yeah yeah they like, were like you're kind of a freak you're yeah. like healing at a pace we've never seen and i mean again i think it's just if you going into it as fit as go you in as fit as possible you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have a much better experience yeah and and dana like i can't speak to her situation because i didn't haven't had a full re yeah. knee replacement but i do know those are exponentially more difficult to recover from 
but so I think, I, and I think it's, good. yeah, I think, I think you have to have a hell of a lot more patience yeah. and, and give yeah. yourself like a year yeah. for a full knee replacement versus sure. a, a partial. Yeah. They, someone just talked to me about their dog getting that TPLO surgery, which is what they do when they, when they pop a ligament and the, and the vet told them it was a one year. For, and that's not Oof. there's no that's not even a limb replacement all that is is just they, oh shit they, they they do put plates in to to do it but they said it's a one-year recovery for dogs so you think about that and and you know yeah. in terms of a knee replacement a full knee replacement that's a that's a big deal um what was during this period of time i want to talk to you a little bit about um because you, you, we know you move we know you exercise what about um in the nutrition side of things how did how did that change? Did you reduce calorie intake, change calorie intake? Are you normally uh, the pretty good eater? Yeah. Um, I actually, Sharon is the, the cook in the house and she's super dialed in on our nutrition and she likes balancing she looks out. amazing. Yeah. Always. She's freaking amazing. Um, but yeah, she, she kind of handles all of that, but I think we, I think we generally we're like, if a hundred percent were a perfect score on nutrition, I think we're like 85 or 90%. Um, I think we, we really, um, try and focus on, you know, making sure we get the right proteins, stay away from anti-inflammatory type say, stuff. Yeah. yeah. For me, like anti-inflammatory is the the biggest, that, that that's where I need to put I think that's focus. something that a lot of people just underestimate is what you're putting into your body could cause inflammation if you're right. already inflamed due to, you know, a surgery or something like this, cleaning up the nutrition could also have a huge yeah. impact on the it's, inflammation. It's the inflammation is the heart attack maker too. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, if you can keep your inflammation down, so when you do your blood scores, it, mm -hmm. I think it, well, I've had doctors tell me that inflammation is a better marker than the, than your cholesterol. Yeah, cholesterol. Oh yeah, for sure. You want to keep that that inflammation level down. You don't want your body constantly fighting, especially yeah. if you've had surgery or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, we're I, again. I think we're we generally eat really well, but I also I think you guys know I come in like an hour before yep. every class. You're, you're on point yeah, with your Chris warm ups. Do that. So yep. I, like I I have to get like everything lubed up before mm -hmm. I start moving and um, doing my mobility. I, I am trying to get in the cold plunge as much as possible. We have a sauna at our house. I do sauna three to four times a week. Mm -hmm. Um, so like everything in my control, I'm trying to control. I, I think there's still a lot of things we can do on our diet that, that can make some improvements, but right. I think in general, I'm trying to do like everything possible. Um, I think I told you guys the story about what happened over COVID with my Pete's muffin story. Did I tell no, you? no. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a huge Pete's coffee fan. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, I'm, you know, I'm a, decent athlete or eating good. Like I can have a Pete's muffin every morning with my coffee. That's like no big deal. Right. Right. And so, uh, I, <laughs> after like at the end of COVID, I go to get my cholesterol checked and it's like <sighs> two sixty five. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not, you know, it's super high, but it was high for me. Then I start thinking like, Oh my God, I got to change my diet. Like what am I eating every day? And I'm like, Oh shit. I'm having a Pete's muffin, a four to 500 calorie muffin every right. morning for breakfast and then i added those up over two years of covid that was 700 plus muffins and i envisioned those stacked on a table in my living room and i'm like fuck that i'm i am no longer having pete's muffins <laughs> and so like just those little diet changes but if you visualize that over yeah. time right and like for me that really helped i'm like oh my god this is a mountain of muffins that i just consumed it's in the last two years compounding Volume, right, right. right. I I'm listening to the um, Huber and the Bin Lab podcast that just came out with Robert Lustig, um, oh, out of UCSF. No. You know, he's the yeah, he, yeah, he's the doctor that wrote or did the documentary "Bitter the, Truth" about sugar. Yep. Uh -huh. And his quote. So he talks about he talks about just this. And his quote literally is, "I got and I go, man, I got to write that quote down because yeah. I'm gonna put it in my in my email." It was, um, it don't worry about uh what you eat in a day that's not going to kill you it's what you eat over your lifetime yeah for sure and then and that that just epitomizes that story yeah, right yeah. there we just don't think <clears throat> about a little the little snicks or snacks like a like a muffin like i, I just i think that's harmless but you're right 
you yeah. put in, you know, when you look back. And that was only 24 months. And I had yeah. probably over 700 muffins. I mean, wow, I was like embarrassed for to even like <laughs> visualize that for myself. And it's like the muffin too. Like you don't know what's in it. So did you, so your <laughs> cholesterol came down after? Yeah. So like I, I as soon as I got home, like Ooh, I'm like, out. yeah, I, I stopped. I, and I'm still not having a pizza. Muff. I still have coffee every morning, but I have weaned myself off of the muffins. Um, we made a diet change. We were eating red, a ton of red meat. <clears throat> we cut back on the red meat. I started doing. Yeah, I think you told me that. That's right. The um, uh, the supplement, the co- uh, basically like CoQ10. Yeah, CoQ10. Yeah. I take that. Um, and yeah, now my uh, last time I had it checked was 190. So um, wow, I'm fine. Full, full normal. Totally fine. Yeah, but it's just you know, again, it's like those little things around the edges. Now I really gotta. Um, I'm not sure what a peptide BPC what that is but peptides are the it's a, it's a it's small a, chain amino acids yeah they're the it's a like short a, chain it's, amino a, acids. it's a steroid precursor and they're yeah. all and they're somewhat the rage now they become they're becoming quite popular um for you know like shoulder anti-inflammatory, uh, anti-inflammatory and then it promotes healing although yeah. there's i don't know that there's any clinical studies that have been done i i'm not an expert at them but you didn't yeah, use any of that, that. That was no. that was like prior to like I feel like the, the peptides just really kind of took off in the last in the last year two or so, years yeah couple years yeah that's I right I don't know what that is so oh Dana I didn't do that sorry <laughs> she's been working on it yeah um all right so that's uh all right so that was the nutrition side of things and recovery and then this last year um oh that's one thing I do want to talk about how are you on time oh, I'm good okay how are you on time I'm good. good. Okay, because I wanted to, I wanted to, I want to also talk about supplementation uh, because you've had some you know made some gains recently and yeah. one of the things that uh, he it, Chris has talked about uh, is creatine so we'll get into that in a second but before that I want to talk about your hand injury and this is a it's it's not an uncommon injury it's it's it happens more often than I've known and we had another member that had a similar hand injury Mike Magdaleno. Um, rock climbing because it happens rock climbing yeah, is, yeah. A, is a tendon in the finger and so chris had a tendon in his finger pop completely yeah and i i personally had known one other guy and i connected chris with yeah. this guy and they traded photos and they literally you guys literally had the same exact surgery same right yeah same surgery same injury same pinky finger um not same outcome no <laughs> well i his uh i mean we can talk about that if you yeah, want but yeah. um yeah my outcome was probably not desirable uh, it's, <laughs> it's fine now um right. but yeah it was so the peak so so just to tell people what happened is the tendon just um ruptured yeah, yeah. Uh, in at the like at the medial what are they, the medial at the knuckle yeah so i don't know if people can actually see it but that's kind of how my pinky looks now <clears throat> so this was an old basketball injury so again this okay, was not yeah, a crossfit yeah. injury that caused this, this yeah, was yeah. A basketball how, how long ago Oh, I mean, I'd, I'd been playing this, basketball for okay, years. Okay, so this this is like something that's been around a bunch for of a while. jammed. Okay, yeah, a bunch <laughs> of it. jammed. So, uh, by the way, yeah, just yeah. to interrupt, Yvonne is listening. I was just gonna, I was gonna post this face Facebook <laughs> user no lever mode because when I go down the lever, of my daughter, I, I sometimes get dude stay away from that stuff. Yeah, 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 it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but so so I had a I already had a compromised knuckle. Got it. And yeah. what what had happened was in the uh, when we did CrossFit or the Open twenty twenty. Two. It was with the cleans, right? Well, no. First, it was a handstand walks. I was or wall walks. I was coming down from a wall walk, and I just caught oh, my pinky. Oh, got it. And ended up breaking the knuckle. Oh. And so it just made a compromised, already bad knuckle yeah, yeah, even yeah. worse. I'm like, oh, that that sucks. I mean, it you know, but it wasn't keeping me from doing anything. Yeah. But in the meantime, what was happening was that flexor tendon that runs under the base of your fingers mm-hmm. was getting rubbed up against a like think of it like a jagged rock it's kind of like a bone <clears throat> spur like when right. it gets a bone spur <clears throat> right yeah. and so it was it was getting compromised over time and then during the last open we were doing those 95 pound cleans and i didn't feel anything until the workout was open and then i look at my pinky and it's like stuck straight forward i couldn't i couldn't move it at all i'm like oh shit that's not that can't be good <laughs> <laughs> That's not so, normal. Yeah, that's not normal. So anyway, to make a long story short, I, I can only picture your wife just rolling her eyes. And they go, oh, I, could, I could literally you don't even know. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon's got, got an she, idea. Yeah, she put down the gauntlet on the pond skim too. She said, she said you are not doing the pond skim this year. So that's probably out of the, out of the question. But yeah, I, it, you know, this again, it, it was just a 
it was an it's old injury yeah, that, that right. exacerbated during CrossFit, um, ended up trying to get a surgery, uh, that was supposed to be a two part surgery, mm -hmm. um, that would have, uh, the first part was they open up the entire hand, put a rod in there. It's called the hunter rod. Mm -hmm. So it creates a, uh, uh, scar tissue sheath okay. over like a nine week period. And then they come back oh, and they yeah, take your, right. and then you had to go back for another surgery. Then they connect it to the sheath. Well, no, then they would go back and take this big tendon out and they would have run it through that sheath and, and connected it to the tip of my pinky. So okay. I would have had bring like flexion a, back into your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it, that was supposed to be a plan. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a two part surgery it would have been like over six months. Um, make a long story short. Um, first surgery happened. I don't know if you have that picture, Craig, that you want to, I was gonna, I'm going to see if I can find that picture. All right. Um, you guys keep talking. Uh, had the first surgery about five weeks into the surgery, ended up getting going into septic shock on a, uh, got, it got infected. Oh, that's right. I was on a business trip, um, down in San Diego and my pinky was like, huh, this is not feeling great. And then literally about every 10 minutes, my pinky was getting bigger, hotter, red, um, and so I'm like on the plane and I'm texting Brad Crow, my, my physician friend. And he's like, dude, you need to get to the emergency room right away now. Yeah. He's like, when you land, don't go home, go straight to the emergency room, get to the emergency room at John Muir. Didn't have a chance to go home. Um, ended up, you know, again, a long story short, ended up in, uh, with sepsis yeah. in septic shock, <clears throat> uh, in the emergency room. Um, you know, now they're like, you know, just flooding me with IV antibiotics and all of this other shit. And I'm just like going downhill super fast. And, um, yeah, I mean, ended up four days in the hospital, had to have emergency surgery on my hand, opened it up again, pulled out the rod, <laughs> cleaned out all the infection. Um, and that was kind of the end of it. Like yeah. I, I just wasn't willing to go back and have the second part of it done. So now I have a pin in the pinky, um, no movement in the tip of the pinky. Um, and so now the option is either just keep it like this, which I probably will, yeah. or you can actually take off the whole bone structure of the pinky and just have that just all removed. Okay. Um, which, you know, when which you, means you'd have to go back through the process of opening it back up and then potentially yeah. putting yourself at more risk right. or another risk of infection. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the first surgery I had was, a th it didn't sound like it should be a big surgery. It was a three and a half, almost four hour surgery. Yeah. So when you you're open that right, long, so I'm going to point... warn people right now. This is not <laughs> it's worse than the kneecap. Well, you can be the judge. Oh my Look at the swell. God. Look at the That's swelling huge. in the fingers. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I wow. was, I was even, I've done, had a lot of surgeries in yeah. my life. When I saw this, I was like, Okay, either this guy is a total barbarian butcher. Like, look at, <laughs> look at, like, I, I didn't think my pinky would ever recover from that. I'm yeah. like, holy shit, like, my pinky is going to be destroyed for life. Um, but yeah, right. I mean, the body is amazing. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah. This is what it looked like after the first surgery. And again, you can, you know, they, the idea was to put that rod in there and then go back. Mm -hmm. Um, basically two or three months later and then attach the, uh, the tip of the pinky. So I would have some movement, but game over on that. The, the, the weird thing is, is they, is they, um, is that the same picture, identical picture to what my right. friend had sent me Gary Gaines. And I, and, and I didn't think like it was going to possible for the same thing to happen. Then Chris started telling me, no, I've, I got to do the same thing. I was like, Holy <laughs> crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he his story was pretty brutal. I think he yeah. had, he said he ended up having like ten surgeries. Yeah, oh, really? Because he, I mean, again, I'm I'm not the best compliant patient, but man, he was from his what he told me, it didn't sound like he was super compliant. Like he was back in the gym, like trying to do movements. Yes, popped so, it again. So were you? Well, you didn't. You weren't using no, your. No, 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 you no, weren't right? using your hand. Yeah, he I, went back like grabbing barbells and yes, stuff. I was doing the sled. Yeah, I was you were pushing sled, GHDs. Was, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. I was trying to be a little bit smarter. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, thankfully now, other than just, you know, have lost, have lost some grip strength on that. Um, 
I mean, I'm still able to do everything I was doing before. So yeah. it's kind of a first world problem. I think about it. Like yeah. my pinky was, yeah, it's a sad story and I had sepsis and, mm. you know, could have died, but like at the end of it, like it's, it's my pinky and I'm, it's not like, like you didn't, Lu- you didn't Luis, lose your hand or anything. Well, yeah. Like Luis that. and I talked about this. Like Luis is first off. He's an amazing yeah. dude. Like what he yeah. does with his yeah. leg amputation is amazing. But right. he, you know, I was, I was having to contemplate at one point having my pinky yeah, we talked about that. taken off <clears throat> yeah. and I, it's pretty shocking. Right. It's pretty shocking when you're like, holy shit, I, I actually could lose a body part here. Yeah. Um, but when I compare it to what Luis went through and like, I'm like, young, who am I to complain? Kid, <laughs> like, right? yeah. yeah. Who am I to complain about yeah. this? Like this, that dude is just, he, he's a absolute inspiration. Amazing. But also put it in perspective for me. Like, come on, like this, this is not the worst thing in the world. So yeah, Chris came in and, and where he kind of got the, I mean, this, you know, the, the, I guess the knee replacement kind of started him on the cyborg quest, but he's always in here and he's always, he spends an hour in the gym before, like you said, uh, doing all the mobility stuff. And he goes exceptionally hard um, in workouts and in the open. It gives his, it gives the open his all. Um, but the best story was Chris coming in and where he really earned the cyborg title and, and earned the respect of all of the RX plus athletes, our coaches and everybody else. And had to be talked about in our coaches meeting as a warning <laughs> was when he was came never in be a good thing. after, after, the after, sepsis, the, yeah. after the sepsis coming in with a pick in his, uh, it's called the pick line, pick line yeah. and it's, it's connected to your heart right well it's it enters through the bicep and they run it through the main artery that comes and delivers antibiotics right above your heart i don't think it's in your heart doctor but if there's any doctors out there you can correct me but then it just it gets the antibiotics everywhere it needs to go fast way quicker yeah but i had that i had that for six weeks yeah yeah and he was and still working and, out. and coming into the gym <laughs> still spinning coming the into the gym and walking in and sitting on the bike hey chris what's that oh nothing. It's pick line what's pick line chris oh it's this thing it comes this vein it comes this line goes all the way and goes up by your heart and i'm like holy crap you, you only get one of these when you almost die <laughs> yeah you only get but how are you how are you, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> everything like oh you know all the little literally shit the conversation we've had this stuff i was stressed about well i've got this little ache between my shoulder blades it's make, you know you, you kid that don't talk to chris about any of that stuff but I mean, in, in hindsight, like the reason I was here is, was obviously to try and just keep my body moving, but yeah. it was the community, right? Yeah. Like, again, I've been here for 14 years. Like I see you guys almost every freaking day for 14 years, right? Like yeah. the, the community. Isn't that, wild? that is yeah. wild. When I, yeah, when, when I, when I think about those numbers, I'm like, oh yeah, that's crazy. I've known people here longer, I yeah. think than almost any other, with the yeah. exception of like my, my brothers and my wife's relatives. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Like I've known, never known anybody as long as this. It's yeah. really remarkable. Yeah. So that I mean, that was ninety nine percent of the reason I was here was yeah. to make sure I wasn't like pulled up, you know, at home. And- well, because then you find yourself falling down into like a depression, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. You, you, yeah, don't do that. Come yeah. in. That's what we tell people. Yeah. They, you know, they get injuries, and they're, I got a positive membership. I'm injured. Don't just come, come in. Spin. Come spin. Come just come sit and watch everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Your, 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 your mitochondria will be down inside you going, Oh, work out. We want to work out. <laughs> well, especially after coming out of COVID. Like yeah. we all, we all need yes. personal connection. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. need to like overload on our personal connections. So the last couple months I've noticed, especially like the last six weeks, I think, um, you have, you kind of had some breakthroughs in your fitness and it's really cool to see. Um, I'm, going through that a little bit with my deadlift i'm being really disciplined about it and following all the the, the progressions that jamie's line uh, laid out and, and you're I'm, also working a little bit more on your mobility now i am working right? on my mobility too and i'm doing the accessory work with the functional bodybuilding Good. which is working out great but anyway chris in particular um you know you're 50 55 55 now so he's always in the new age group that's right oh you aged a, up this is a big it's a big year i know <laughs> 35 pound dumbbells cannot wait Dude, seriously it's it's such a game changer i used to think oh why well, you know i could still do the old way and then like no it's so nice but anyway um chris has made um you know you plateaued for quite a while and yeah. then like recently just just pr'd his his thruster 
is one rep max thruster. Snatch, like 175. Also, and the ones you did 175? 177. Once, you oh, put that's those right. One you pound put the, plates on. one pound plates on. Yeah. You and Ted. And so <laughs> it count. He, he does the 177. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a comfortable 177. Yeah. Like it wasn't like struggle bus 177. Had a little bit more in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and and that's really like you think about your age and and who you are and all that you've done. It's like we we tend to think, well, especially Chris, like a guy that's worked out and trained his yeah. whole life and comes in here and has worked out 14 years hard to think, can I still make gains? Especially this. And yes, you can still make gains. Yeah, it's been amazing. But I mean, I have Jay Lee to thank mainly um, right. that Wednesday Masters Barbell class and buying lifters. For the yeah, first time, in 14 and years. using the hook grip. years is the first time. This <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was thinking. And yeah, using the like, hook grip. Didn't you just yeah. start using the I hook just grip? Just started using the hook grip. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, just the the education of what you have taught us on the barbell path, mm. and and just getting more and more confident. Um, like that's been a game changer. Yeah. So, and you you actually told us, like I didn't understand barbell class. I've never done one of our barbell classes here until i started doing this mm -hmm. one <clears throat> but i'm like well when are we going to do the deadlift like shouldn't yeah. we be doing deadlift and shouldn't we be doing all the different barbell movements and you're like dude trust me you stick with this and just do what i tell you you're going to see a 50 pound gain in your, in your <laughs> deadlift and it's true like i'm i'm seeing it like everything that we work on is translating yeah. into everything else so yeah. it's yeah it's been it's been amazing, but I do think that the lifters have helped. And I, I know yeah. we're going to talk Just about supplementation, yeah. but the, the creatine again, yeah. I never had never taken creatine. I, I actually thought it was an illegal substance, uh, until I started looking into mm -hmm. it. And then the more I started talking, like I'm like taking it and like, I'm asking, why people, have like, I not hey, been doing this? Yeah, are you taking creatine? Everyone's like, yeah, dude, I've been taking it for like five years. <laughs> and I asked Maddie, I'm like, Maddie, do women take creatine? And she's like, fuck yeah. We <laughs> That's why I'm so strong. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Like I act, I totally missed that, that memo on, on creatine, but that, 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 and the branch chain amino acids yeah. for recovery. Mm have for me have been a massive game changer that's fantastic so, yeah, yeah great. it's, been, it's been really it's, cool and it's five to ten for anyone that's that's thinking about it there's there's and it's one of the things we carry supplements at diablo oh can't believe it you carry supplements in your gym yes we carry supplements because people are going to go buy them anyway and we just make it convenient for them that you um, also vet it well, yeah well, and i vet them yeah make we, sure we it's talk not about this. a bunch that's of right. crap yeah I, I only we only put up the stuff that uh yvonne or i will take or take yeah. and but they're really simple like you, you keep yeah. it simple because there's only like three or four things that really truly cl in clinical trials have been proven to work yeah. one of them's protein yeah and you whether and you can decide whether you want you know vegan protein we have we have whey protein whey protein is the most uh what do they say most efficacy um of all of them it's the the best absorption so we have whey protein and then we have uh um creatine which is you know Again, another one that it's not enough in our, there's not enough in our, we can't get enough in our diet unless you're eating a lot of grass fed, uh, red, me red meat, ECAs, right? Like the and branch, then branch chain amino acids. acids. And then, uh, I think that's it. I think I, she was going to put vitamin D up there too, because vitamin D is D, another one yeah. that people don't take enough of, but we don't care. You could argue that as like a hormone too, which yeah. you can get from the sun essentially, but that's right. You yeah. can. Yeah. But it's one we, we don't get way. enough of, but, but uh, like those, that's it for me. Like that's, yeah. that's the extent of mine. And then of course I, I do, I have some, I do the CoQ10 for the cholesterol thing. Mm -hmm. Cause it's another one that's been proven to work and it's a natural supplement. I mean, I just, I need to keep it simple, but yeah. like, yeah, I, same here. It, but to, I mean, the creatine was, was I think noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's I, cool. I, I, you know, one thing that I've had to get used to is having, be, having a background of endurance, um, athletics were being skinny yeah. is like that's i mean if like i have cyclist friends that are like six four one forty yeah they're amazing climbers legs are giant but no, everything no, else no, above? No, they're, they're they're just they're just skinny as you know uh, what but they're they're uh you know weight to power ratio power, yep. is is off the, off the charts off right. the charts um that was a big challenge for me i'm i'm now when I was racing Ironman, I was 148, 150. Mm. I'm now 183. Wow. 180. Wow. Um, so like 
I it's think funny. people Actually, have to. I noticed it because I went back through your pictures. And I was looking for pictures for the yeah, like like a little boy. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's like yeah. wow. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I look like a grown ass man now. But, uh, <laughs> others can be the judge of that. But I, you know, it's. I was thinking about this last night. Like it has been a little bit of a struggle for me because my whole career has been about be Being skinny, lean, skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Lean, lean, run a six thirty mile pace mm -hmm. at you know comfort like. I have all these friends that are like just skinny as hell and then having to like be comfortable in this it's it's just a it, it is a change that yeah you know i didn't i didn't expect to have to like think about but could you say this is a change for the the better especially as you do get older because sure. now you've got a stronger lean body mass right that's yeah. going to support the skeletal structure a lot better yeah i mean the, i i think we're at the only place where i'm maybe giving up is you know i, I still have a bunch of friends where we go try and go out on a three hour mountain bike ride mm -hmm. and they're endurance athletes still, they live at elevation and oh, I'm yeah. getting my ass handed to me in yeah. those rides, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm, you know, those are six or seven rides a year and, and I am fine with being in the back and, but I, you know, that that's okay because I, I, I think long-term mm -hmm. this is where I want to be. If I can like plateau around 178, 180, lose some of my, uh, my, my baby fat, um, and keep putting on muscle. Like I'm, I'm good with that. So it's a good target. And, um, you have, we have the open coming up, um, new age group. And did you make qualifiers last year? No, thanks Quarter for reminding me. I Sorry. came in 89th percentile <laughs> oh, and I needed to be right, right on the edge. <laughs> That's right. But, but he was in 50 to 54. No, 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 no. I was, you could, I, yeah, if yeah, you're, if you're yeah, aging no, up this year, you're you're yeah, at the yeah, yeah. top no, I, end of the previous age. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, hopefully this year will be a little bit different story. So, and Mark Mark Mooney and I are going to do the the um uh what are those games out in Stockton? The Golden State Gold games. State games. Yeah. yeah, like like three weeks before they Crossed open. Crossfit two so, and nine. Yeah, we're going to really yeah. try and put a focus on it, and um, hopefully I'll have a better outcome this year, and no injuries. That's the that's the key. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Yeah train like you can compete like you can train another day yeah that's the plan um that's awesome man and i it's uh um you have the golden state games coming up that'll be fun that's a great competition that's a great way to get your foot in the water with it um and it's awesome to watch your progress it's an inspiration to see you heal and <laughs> yeah. anything um and so i uh, i'm super appreciative that you're sharing this with us today yeah, I had your I have your video of the event, but I can't get it to share of the ski, the pond yeah. scam. Yeah, the pond scam. I have the actual video. Hey, people can go to my Instagram handle, which is do you want me to pull it Chris up? Chris McCrary, and oh, it's wait. on there somewhere. Oh, it might be. I might be able to do it this way because I put it on quick time. Let me see if I can do it because I wanted to end with that, and I'm I'll race you. Um, do you have it? Do you know where it is? Oh, you might be able to put up on whatchamacallit on Instagram. Let me see if I can do it here. What was the Instagram? Oh, I got it. Ah, just at it. Chris McCrary. Can you see it? Yep. All right. This is Chris. This is Chris. Chris will be approaching from, from the left. So as you watch it. Kept a speed. Boom. Look at the launch. Oh, you a good air at the back end. <laughs> like, so he, you could tell he was like, had to bring his hands. He had to swing his yeah. hands. And this is two years after the knee parcel? Uh, maybe three. Three years afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three years. He's hauling. Getting his balance. Boom. And then just enough time to gather your composure <laughs> to get ready to hit the other side of that yeah. effing thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's so awesome. cool. Go big or go home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome, dude. Um, well, anyway, listen, thanks for being on. I appreciate you a great bet. deal, dude. Yeah, that was, this was, this was wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, and, and thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Till next time we're out.